Eating is an emotional experience, which is why managing your weight needs to be a psychological one. Noom uses science and personalization to help you manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Welcome to episode number 387 of On the Corner, the official PitcherList.com podcast. I'm your host, Alex Fast, joined, as always, by the drafted Nick Pollock. Nick, how you doing? What is happening? I yeah, You're saying this because our Legacy League is done, right? And uh, All of them. Fast. They're all done. Yeah. Well, I have another draft. You do? Oh, I'm, I'm drafted. I'm done. I have, I have one tomorrow night. Oh, okay. I'm very excited that I get one more. Just, just one more after all this thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I, you, do you want to know why all the pitcherless leagues are on Yahoo? Why? Because that hometown on Yahoo. league is. Man. <laughs> I, I, that hurts. Especially because my hometown is ESPN. PL uh, is yeah. Yahoo. And then I Tout is yeah. Tout. Yeah, I know. I mean, I have Guillotine League on, on ESPN. And Tout's on on Roto. And then I have... I, I still have labor because you abandoned me mm-hmm, I did. on rts sports i mean i finally had a good team so whatever um <laughs> and uh and of course yeah tgfbi so i have i have a whole bookmark section of it but guys i mean this is exciting we are this is the monday before baseball actually happens i i could not be more thrilled that opening day has all of the games uh, i'm going to be at the yes. athletics events event which is 10 minutes from where i live amazing with you know right I, not just Eno. I mean, mm-hmm. if it's just Eno, that'll be a happy man and everything. Of course, Mike Petriello is going to be there. Ken Rosenthal. Oh, nice. Evan Drellich is going to be there. Jason Collette's going to be there. Alan Adair is going to be there. Oh my gosh! Wow. I know. Fomo. This is this is going to be the best. Uh, I'm going to hang out with Sabretooth Tigers and Asher Drattel. Love uh, him. Sabretooth, if you know, inside of the, the Discord. Uh, yeah, the, all these wonderful people are going to be there. It's like the best day. Ah, uh, so yeah, we it's, got that in three been, days. It's been such a fun lead up too. I mean, I know that this year there was an initiative from the MLB to announce like every MLB starter on the same day. And there were some leaks like the Pirates leaked a Mitch Keller video of him finding out. Uh-huh, but that was like sure. kind of fun to get that notification and be like, all right, what are we looking forward to? And you and I, of course, were such addicts that like even the what would be considered the worst pitching matchups to start the year were both like, all right, there's plenty of there's plenty of upside here to to to, to take advantage of, you know? I can't believe I cannot believe. Do you know who the Oakland A's starter is? It's Kyle Muller, isn't it? I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I, I I'm in absolute shock. Uh, I'm so excited about it. I mean, we've been going back and forth about all of the options for this for the for the athletics. Is it going to be Waldachuk? Is it going to be Sears? Is it going to be Muller? It's all of them. Yeah, it's it really is. It's it's. <laughs> Yeah, it's there. Okay, so let's let's get into that. Actually, there's 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 been it's it's Monday. There have been a lot of cuts, uh, right? And there's been a lot of clarity. Um, Cuts and clarity. That's the new album from Alex Fast. There's there there's Hayden Wisniewski making the rotation. There's as you mentioned a lot of interesting things happening with the A's. There is Schuster probably going to be the number five. There is David Peterson definitely going to be the number five. There's Ryan Nelson. Don't die. So, okay. So talk to me about some of these guys and who you're most excited about with some of okay. the news that we've just had, knowing that they have jobs. Well, some of it isn't like that exciting because we've known this, right? Like David Peterson, we knew was the number five. There was, there was no chance he wasn't going to be the number five. The second that Jose Quintana uh, had the rib injury, uh, Ty Lord McGill was not, did not deserve that extra letter to his name. Yeah. Um, the spring and David Peterson was just Brutal. so far ahead of it. So that's whatever. I'm shocked about Ryan Nelson. This came out of left field for me because the beginning of the spring, Ryan Nelson was so far behind. Um, it looked like his shoulder was still messed up. I was really looking forward to Ryan Nelson essentially matching the velocity, if not kind of like maybe a little bit harder because that's what's happening. You're in a battle and you want to you have this adrenaline to showcase it. And he's been down in velocity the entire spring. 
He's also coming off of a shoulder injury, and it made all the sense in the world. You have Dre Jameson and you have Brandon Fought, and both of these are very good options, and why would the Diamondbacks rush this? So then they went ahead and optioned Fought. So now it could only be Jameson or Nelson, and I guess Jameson just hasn't been good enough. And the Diamondbacks said, you know what? You're just going to go to the bullpen. Here you go, Ryan Nelson. I'm shocked by it. I'm not interested because I, I don't think that Ryan Nelson at the current state of things is worthwhile. But I was very shocked by that one. Um, Grayson Rodriguez is very sad. And I thought that's why you mentioned the drafted part, because you know that I drafted your boy. Oh, no. I No. You think I have this nefarious intent? I mean, that you always drafted. do this. What? No, OK, roll back the tape. Digital stenographer. Um, to, previous, <laughs> to the previous podcasts where there have been uh, always tongue-in-cheek introductions mm. um uh, uh, but my yeah. intent was not that but i actually do now that you bring it up though i do not about the, your draft in particular i want to talk yeah, a little bit about the tweets. grayson i've seen your tweets today go ahead yeah have the floor well i mean so okay here's the thing I understand. I was reading late last night some article about like, okay, this is this might happen, and you look at his spring numbers, and that makes sense, right? It makes sense because you see a seven plus ERA, you see seven walks over fifteen innings, and you think to yourself, okay, this is not what he is, right? This is not what Grayson right. Rodriguez is. He is better than that. Yeah. Um, you also see what you know. Aside from the one blow up that Kyle Bradish had, you see what Kyle Bradish did. You see what Tyler Wells has done, and in the spring. They have been better performers. Is are are either of the guys? Either of those guys do not hold a candle to Grayson Rodriguez. Obviously, when it comes to upside, I firmly believe that Grayson Rodriguez has the most talent of arguably anyone in that Orioles rotation at the moment. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I mean, Eno put out a great tweet that Grayson Rodriguez has same stuff plus numbers essentially as Sandy Alcantara, like Sandy Alcantara, and yeah, yeah, and and if you and better than Hunter Green, better right, which is insane because Hunter Green like breaks the PLV model, so. Insane. Here's here's the thing though. So obviously, people on you know, I tweeted like, "Hey, it's not that big of a deal." I also, I really don't think it is. Like, he's gonna be up soon. He's gonna be fine. It's not gonna be that big of a deal. Um, I can understand why people are upset. The question of whether or not this is service time manipulation is a very very interesting one because I'm kind of torn, right? And I mm-hmm. might have uh, changed my mind a little bit, and I'll tell you why. I'm torn because. I can't tell, like the spring results are obviously not great, right? The command issues are troublesome for him. Um, I can't tell if they are using that as smoke and mirrors to say, you know, hey, he's he's really not right yet. So we're going to send him back down because the Yankees obviously didn't do it with Volpe because they couldn't have, right? He was tearing the cover off the ball. I mean, they could have. They could have said whatever. He needs to work in his defense, quote unquote, and brought him down. Jordan Walker was the exact same way. I maybe the Orioles were let off the hook because Grayson Rodriguez had this poor spring and they could go and say, Hey, it's, it's bad spring numbers. Now with that said, I was talking with a friend of mine uh, who has more acumen in terms of the stuff than I do. And he was like, you are way overthinking this. It is 100% service time manipulation. And the point that he brought up was like, did the stuff change? Right. Was there any drop in stuff? Sure. Like, was the, Cause that's, that's what we want to see in spring, right? We don't care about the results. We only care about, the velocity and whether or not the pitch, the stuff models say that his stuff has been just as good. And when you mm-hmm. see Eno's tweet, it's tough to take the spring numbers at yeah. face value. Now, at the end right. of the day, I really still don't mind as much. I, I, I honestly lay awake at night thinking like, am I just turning into a shill for this organization? But I, I don't think that. I don't mind that he's not going to start. I think he's going to be up sooner or later. And I really don't mind that he gets two or three starts in his belt. The last thing I'll say about this is too, I know I'm sorry to turn into a little bit of a rant. My concern too was like, let's say, okay, he actually was struggling, right? He was struggling with his command. And this is not very analytical, but he struggles with his command. And they say, you know what? We kind of didn't treat you right last year before the injury. You probably should have been up then. Congratulations. We get the video of him finding out he makes the opening day roster, blah, 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 blah. It's all great even though he's been struggling. And then he comes up and he struggles against the Yankees, right? Which is one of the first teams that we play. Or he struggles against the the Red Sox, right? Probably would have started against the Rangers. But if he did get to start against the Rangers, he probably would have faced the Yankees second. If he struggles in two or three of those opening starts, and all of a sudden the narrative in Baltimore is, should we send Grayson Rodriguez back down to the minors? Like, that's not 
what you want, right? You want him sure. up and he's up. Either, either he's up and he's working three, four innings and maybe Tyler Wells comes in second. That's not the narrative that you want to have. Now, again, maybe I am just a shill for this organization. And at the end of the day, it's service time manipulation. It's terrible. And we should just move on. But I don't know. Maybe I'm just an optimist. And, 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 and there are some, you know, there are some tough things to deny there. Well, the thing is, Grayson Rodriguez was apparently supposed to be in the rotation, according to the GM. At the beginning of the year, yeah, at the beginning of spring. Do you think that that was just noise, just like fake, they're like they're like putting on an act? Um, I so here's the thing. I mean, like he released a comment today that was like a diatribe when someone was like, someone point blank was like, "Are you just is this just service manipulation?" And he was like, "I get so frustrated about that. Like it's such a slap in the face to the other guys in the organization who did perform well. Like Tyler Wells had a great spring. Kyle Bradish had a great spring. Both of those guys have major league innings under their belt. Like you're just automatically implying that he deserves the job or something like that. So I." I Again, maybe I'm just a sucker, but when I see how vehement he was about that, when I remember the comments that he said at the beginning of the spring where he was like, I think he's pretty much going to be in the rotation, it just leads me to believe that they had to make the difficult decision of like, all right, we're just going to give him three or four starts to get those command issues in, and then he's fine. Okay, so I'm going to pivot here. Um, If you are a fantasy manager, what would Mm. you suggest? You just went this past weekend. You got Grayson Rodriguez. You were so happy that you took him away from your Oreo-loving friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, in your draft and said, haha, I'm going to be the one that gets Grayson Rodriguez, not you. And now you have Grayson Rodriguez in your 12 teamer. Are you, what do you do fast? You, you have to hold, right? You just have to hold. You, that, that's what it's, this is what's dangerous about drafting these guys, right? There's the, there's the delicious upside that's theoretically there. I was the one saying the innings aren't going to be there, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, and again, that's <laughs> not, it's not a slight at you. It's not a slight get, at you. I've get in there fast. I have maintained consistency that that's why I was a little bit out at the price. It's mm. not a slight on you. But sure. you, this is the this is what's difficult, right? You have to hold with where you likely drafted him. That you probably got him at a spot where it's like, am I going to get rid of him? Because is there a streamer that's going to have the same amount of upside? I'll say this, though. If we're two starts in and we notice something that we didn't see in spring training because there wasn't data on someone, right? Someone's shoving. They've got a new pitch. They're throwing it a bunch and it is destroying it. And he's on the wire. Maybe I'll go ahead and do it because the the Mm -hmm. last, again, I keep saying the last thing I'll say is the last thing I'll say is when he comes up, it is not a guarantee of success, right? Sure. I I just like really wonder it's in the back of my mind. Maybe it is just my always anti Orioles pitcher bias. I just wonder if he's got a little too much prospect on him and we're not going to necessarily see who he is until like next year. Yeah. I don't think that's going to be the case. Um, Maybe. I, I think for a guy that doesn't walk batters even in the spring much and with that good stuff plus numbers, it just doesn't. Mm, nah. Um, yeah, so I I drafted Grayson Rodriguez um, middle of the 13th round because pitchers were pushed up a ton. And it was at the point, I think he was like the 50th or actually a little bit later off the board um, of starting pitchers. And that's the point of my draft. So I say, you know what? Okay, I go for this thing as opposed to something that's kind of whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I took a risk and it stinks right now, <laughs> especially when your last pick is Brandon Fought. Uh, I was thinking, cool, I'm going to have. Pick? Yeah, my last pick was Brandon Fought. <laughs> so, so this is what I was thinking. I mean, I, I that innately tells you, yeah, if you just have one guy you're stashing, you should be doing this. Uh, you should be holding on to it because I think that Grayson Rodriguez, I mean, I imagine you would agree, May 15th, Grayson Rodriguez is in the majors. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If not May 1st. Um, yeah. So, okay. You, you figure it out for the first month or so, especially in a head to head league where it matters more, you know, later through the year. Um, I have to figure this out. It does probably mean I have to drop Brandon Fought, which stinks because that's a really good stash to make, honestly, in the mm-hmm. same kind of way of Grayson Rodriguez. I might just try and finagle a deal. I don't know. But what I'm getting at here. Is uh, with Grayson Rodriguez, yeah, you have to hold the 140 innings or so that we had in our head about it. Mm-hmm. Many a pitcher has made a massive impact for your teams totally. in 140 innings. I, from everything I've seen about Grayson Rodriguez, is that he is 100% legit. Uh, mm-hmm. The other guys that I've heard about being 100% legit in my day um, have been Spencer Strider, Alec Manoa. Uh, those are the first two that I can think of 
where in season we were like, okay, you have to get this guy the second that he starts pitching. George Kirby was another. Um, and all of those guys made impacts in their time. I'm sure I'm forgetting one that failed. I don't know one right now off the top of my head. A prospect uh, that came up and didn't do well? But was like this one. It was like just clearly the best one. I mean, you know? Matt Manning maybe. Like there's a few. I Matt feel- Manning was, uh, no, no, not the same. Because the thing is like the second I saw those guys pitch, like Matt Manning, Casey Mize, sorry Tigers fans. I, I was, I was just like, nah, man. <laughs> I was like, this is a, that's not this, you know, Grace Rodriguez is a different mold than those guys. Um, but anyway, that's, that, that's a long thing about Grace Rodriguez. What do you got? Here are some, here are some people to your point that had between 140 and 150 innings last year yeah. that benefited like the team. Zach Wheeler had 150 last year, just so you know, but yeah. Max Scherzer at 145.1. Obviously, he got drafted earlier. Drew Rasmussen, 146, quality stuff. Joe Ryan, 147, obviously not as great in the second half, but still good. Christian Javier, 148. Patrick Sandoval, 148. Like, there are plenty. uh, Luis Castillo, 150. Those are all guys with, like, I think all of them, beside Joe Ryan, had sub three ERAs (laughs) that came up, had 140 innings, and were, like, quality. Right. Uh, Obviously, we're not saying that Grayson Rodriguez is Max Scherzer. But no. we are saying that this is going to be production for you when it does happen. It stinks a Could lot. Could be better than Joe and, Ryan. And I, I'm the one that tells you, hey, roster spots in April are the most valuable thing. Mm. And it bothers me immensely that I have to hold on to Grayson Rodriguez right now. I might look to trade him, honestly, right now, just to see what I can get back for it for someone that wants to buy in the, on this dip, just because I value roster spots that much it's also really weird that i have joe musgrove on this team and (laughs) i know this is just how this happened but the thing is joe musgrove will be back in like a week so that doesn't really matter in the the scope of it but it's like who do i drop to get guys in the first week is it kyle finnegan i guess probably my third reliever all right maybe it's that i don't know see you javier Baez. no i can't do that so that that's the whole Grayson Rodriguez story. Um, there's a lot of other fun things that we do have to get to. I also have made a, updates to the list since Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't made a lot of hoopla about it, but I realized that people are drafting on you know over the weekend and tonight, and I have made updates without you know announcing it um, because yeah, you guys are going to use the list and like here you go here here that is. Um, so we're going to talk about all those changes and all those things about the new edition of the list after this break. Most weight loss programs are short-term fixes, but the problem is managing your weight needs a long-term solution. And that's what makes Noom different. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight today and in the future. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. Fads come and go, and nowhere more than in the world of weight loss. That's why Noom has created weight management programs that are made to last. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. So stop chasing health trends and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. 
Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. So we're back, and I know that we promise that we're going to dive into the list, and we are. There's going to be a lot of valuable conversations about the list that we're going to have, but there's valuable. something that I brought so up with Nick. <laughs> uh, there's something that I brought up with Nick that I, I think everyone should kind of hear, because I think it's good to get your insight on this, Nick, which is like, what you draft a team, anyone drafts a team, if they're anything like us, they're probably... A, being like, oh, that was good that I did that, or like, oh, why did I do that? And then they're looking to often make trades, right? Um, like I know in my home league, I got in an auction league, Manny Machado and Josh Young and Ryan McMahon, and I'm like, ugh, I've got a lot of depth at third base, but I need some better outfielder, and I'm already starting to do that. But of course, the other side of me is like, what are you doing? See where the value is. Just wait two weeks and see which of these third basemen pans out and try and trade the others. What's your mentality? Are you already looking to trade are you sitting and waiting how long are you waiting i know you're playing the the, the waiver wire of course like everyone else is but like what, what's your what's your methodology here your, your mentality so i mean this stuff? changes things a little bit for me you know the reason for this is because i wanted to have a roster spot that i'm rotating a little bit at some way uh, i mean grayson rodriguez in the majors i don't really need to do that i uh, but it does it, I need to get some more production. I can't. I can't completely throw away the next month of games. Yeah. I can't do that. Uh, I'm not saying that losing Grayson Rodriguez does that, but I can't. So the the so Brandon fought is essentially the weak link at this point. Him and Kyle Finnegan. I as far as like what my cutoff is, there's two conversations of that. One, when it comes to certain players, when do I cut them off and move on? Mm-hmm. And two, when do I start strategizing what I did with my draft? And so you can start strategizing what you did with the draft right away. I was I was offered a, a straight up pitcher for a pitcher deal um, that someone else was like, hey, I think this guy is bet- better fits my mold than this one fits your mold and stuff. And I might make that deal. I don't know. Um, I'm very open to always just being as critical as I can. It's not about sticking with your guns or something like that the idea of sticking with your guns i think is i i don't know there's too much emotion in that it's it's like sticking with your guns for the sake of doing it or is it actually because no you believe in what you believe in and you're going to continue to believe it right yeah those are two separate things to me um and with this draft i'm the reason i'm saying is because there's something new that's happened since and i need to adapt for that and it's so important that i have at least one spot that i'm rotating at this point so I need to, uh, you know, I need to fix that. Now, when it comes to dropping a guy in season, I think this is this is something that I can't do. But every year, I believe it, and in retrospect, I do. And it's just, it's like th- that's a fact. But you know what? I'm not going to do that. It's pitchers who are failing early. More times than not, you're better off jumping ship. Hmm. And I know that sounds crazy, but there are times like, you know, I remember, I remember seeing some ridiculous discussion about Blake Snell in 2021 when he had his good second half and people saying, this is why you don't drop, you don't drop Blake Snell. I'm like, are you kidding? You, you endured horrible starts for three months and that was so painful for your teams and you could have gotten something that was amazing, right? Same with Charlie yeah. Morton, who took until June fifteenth last year, oh right, God. or June thirteenth, I should say, and then people say people feel justified for holding on to it. But if you got out, you could have actually had a better, you know, better uh, sunk cost fallacy reduction, right? Yeah. So there are so many times where I'm like, I got to get out, and I just can't do it. I I just can't, you know, um. So <laughs> I want to adhere to it. I want to tell you when the cutoff point is because for every one of those, I was like, I'm out on Robbie Ray. And all of a sudden he adds a sinker, which should not be good. And it, it wasn't, but it worked for him and he had a phenomenal final four months. Right. So I, my hand goes up in the air. Then there's the Kenta Maeda situation, 2021. Oh, we had Tommy John. If he gotten out early enough in that, it would have been so beneficial for you. Yeah, but at the time he was, you know, inside the top 20 starters. Like, this is the, the back and forth we have with this. So, I don't have a good answer for you. My answer is, like, honestly, getting out by the end of April, like May 1st, having the assessment. Honestly, 
I, I wonder how much data supports it, but saying like, yeah, it's not. It's it's easier. It, it's better to to be the executioner than to labor on. I think yeah. ultimately, and I just can't do it. I can't. Our next shirt. It's next shirt. Uh, it's better to be the executioner <laughs> than labor on. I I. It's funny too because not. I I agree. I really wholeheartedly agree with every point that you're making but to play devil's advocate too and what's and this is more to say this is what makes it so difficult to do this damn hobby we love so much oh, it's, it's so like fun. <laughs> you think about it at the beginning it is so fun i had such a blast this weekend you think about it at the beginning of last season when when i'll i don't want to say like a, oh, a yeah. lot of people because that sounds sure, nebulous but people looked time. at well, no, no, no. But I'm saying people looked at Shane Bieber and they're like, sell, 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 sell. Velocity's oh, yeah, down. Would. Spin rate's down. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I, it wasn't just you. It was, it was almost the entire industry. You did right? have a 24% K rate, to be fair. Like, that's it's, weird. Shane Bieber returned a heck of a lot of value for a lot of people. Oh, 100%. Last it is It yeah. is just strange. It's still strange to me. It like, is. It's, it's odd. He did that with a 24% K rate as opposed to like a 30% K rate. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, right. Like I see all the signs that say like, well, this isn't going to be good. And then it's, it is happens all the time. Like Merrill Kelly, like, okay, (laughs) hi, you existed for a full year last year. That was amazing. Um, It's incredibly difficult. Uh, And I guess ultimately um, the thing I return to is it feels so much worse to, uh, to lose a trade than it does feel good to win a trade. Yeah. It's, it's the right. same thing of the. I feel like it's the same thing about. Um, it's it's worse to s- sit a guy and have him dominate on your bench than yeah. start a guy. You know what I mean? God, that's the worst. Oh, I'm so excited! I'm so excited. Okay, um, I know the first 25 minutes of this podcast turned into like kind of a draft recap, but I think it, it's good insight for people to hear. And honestly, the way that I would like to handle this podcast from here is like we, we've done a, a good amount of podcasts on Nick's top 100. The Nick, the Nick, the list is obviously live. I'm just an object list right fast now. these <laughs> days. That's all I am. Just so, churn it out, machine. I'm. I'm not. We're, I don't know if we should necessarily go tier by tier. I think what would be better is rather than focusing on the one or two spot risers. Like I want to get into the meat and potatoes. I want to talk about the guys who like you seem to have had considerable changes mm. on. Um, and we could we'll set the cutoff at like five maybe. So I'm okay. I'm gonna jump in at number. Gonna, yeah yeah yes. I'm gonna let you do that. I'm gonna let you uh-huh. finish. I'm gonna for the sake of the people who want my ridiculousness and my anxiety mm-hmm. as I try and come up with things. Give me a theme that I have to give them a name, like specifically one player. It's not a tier, but it's just a theme for this guy. Okay. Yeah, that works. Okay. Um, I was going to say too, I'll, 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 I'm going to start at 24 at tier five. So, yeah. but while I think of this tier name and what I'll the category should be, We'll look through one through twenty three and see if there's anyone that you're like dying to to mention, right? Well, I am there? terrified right now of Alec Manoa and Zach Allen. Zach Allen, yeah, because of the Velo. Uh, Zach Allen is looking iffy. This curveball was good, but everything else command wise was weird. You know, I've talked about Gallon has like an elite low lock, low location on his curveball, but and it's supposed to be also on his changeup, and it hasn't been. Velocity is down too. He did have a slow start last year. Um, with the shoulder stuff, Zach Allen, but I just feel kind of weirded out by this. And also he had that miraculous 41 inning stretch that I think made the numbers much better. And what was interesting too is in first pitch Arizona, everyone was talking about Zach Gallon as like, oh my God, de facto top 20 guy. And I'd put out mine and I had actually left him out of the aces. I put him like one underneath it. I was like, yeah, he's not that good. Mm. And I've since been swayed otherwise, and I kind of came back to it. I was like, wait, yeah, I think Zach Allen kind of overperformed last year. Um, so I've been down and down on him. Honestly, if I actually could update this one more time right now, I would have Robbie Ray over Zach Allen. Um, okay. Is what I would do and have Where Robbie would the Ray tier start? inside the aces of dubs. So I would, I would be putting Robbie Ray inside of tier four. Okay. Okay. Well, Let's let's go ahead and start with Robbie Ray. Then, knowing what we know now, that he would theoretically be in tier four, and the category that you're going to have, you're lucky. I was going to say it should be HBO shows, but I don't think you've watched a. I don't think you're a huge TV guy, so I'm going to go. Mean, I, I'm a decent TV guy, but HBO want, shows. Yeah, uh, if not uh, the backup, the reserve, which you can choose, yeah. was was hamburger toppings. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm debating between hamburger toppings. And I think what's kind of more sad is I was like, I don't know if Nick knows HBO shows, so let's just give him hamburger toppings. Oh my god, that is so condescending. I'm sorry. Oh I'm sorry. my lord, HBO right. shows it is fast. Okay, great, perfect. Take the challenge. Um, In honor of secession, starting back up, it'll be that. Yeah, I couldn't get through that one. Are you joking me? I Nick, it's like one of the best written them. shows on television. I cannot stand them. I yeah, the, okay. The main, you hate the characters. The main guy, I absolutely do. Okay, I can get that. Yeah, I it's, it's just oh my god. I mean, I, I I always watch Brian Cox in anything. I think he's awesome. Sure. Um, but I but this the main son, Jesus, I. <laughs> okay. Right. Just I just do not any any anything he does just creates pain inside of me. Okay. And I he's trying so hard and it's just you are not it, man. Okay. Um <laughs> just feel for him and it's painful. <laughs> um Robbie Ray I I guess I'm going to go with I'm going to go with 6 feet under. Mm. Because just, it's it just makes you weep. <laughs> well, he's first of all, he's getting lowered. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> second, he has a really good theme, and like uh, the theme of that show is amazing. Um, mm. And his theme is a really good fastball with a really good slider. He also has the splitter. The fastball's improved right now. I think Robbie Ray, I, I actually did this in TGFBI where I was aggressive on Robbie Ray, then I realized because I was like, wait a second. Robbie Ray can get like 200 strikeouts and 15 wins and yeah. likely not have a bad or ERA or whip. Like, why am I not higher on Robbie Ray? And at the time I had him like in the mid thirties, I was like, what am I doing? Stop. And I, I raised Robbie Ray a ton since. Um, so I'm, I'm back in on that one. I think uh, I apologize that I, I mean, I, I needed to see also the good spring. The spring is looking like better Robbie Ray than we saw last year too. Uh, which is a positive thing. It's not 92. It's my, I think it's like 93, 94 again, which is like, oh boy, splitter should help and make it. So it's not the the sinker, which would be good. So I'm in just, just hate that. We can't like, I was, that was frantically trying to Google his or baseball savant, his, uh, what his VLO readings are. It's just gosh, so frustrating that we don't have them, but I understand what you're saying. My, you know, my hesitance. It. Yeah. Yeah. Go sorry. Oh, it was Shane Bieber. was like, we've been chasing Shane Bieber's VLO all spring. I remember someone on Twitter was like, no, man, it's 93.95. And we're like, where is that? It's like, no, I think I saw it. And like, that was the tweet. And like, there was nothing else. So then they got reported like Bieber was at 93 plus or something. I was like, what? Hmm. And I was like, all right, fine. So I'm excited. Savant yesterday. I'm like, all right, this is the determinant, right? This is it. Where are we at, Shane Bieber? 90.8. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, boy. so yeah it's still down for shame but he had like 13 whiffs on the slider so who cares right 11 strikeouts in that game i so like who cares uh but anyway yeah vila i don't understand why it's not mandated that all stadiums need to have savant next year like how how is going too crazy with this with the 11k it's spring though right i gotta say it like it's it it, yeah it it doesn't matter right it can't matter because we just don't know Especially when it's, guys get well, hit hard, it's, it's we more, just don't it's know. It's just more about it's more about the other side. It's it's not on that side, you know. I I get more worried like when we see repeated destruction in the spring, mm-hmm. repeated. You know, one game like whatever. You know, I got I got a text about Aaron Nola going one point two innings in five earned runs. It's like don't worry, it's fine. You also uh, sent me that text after Kyle Bradish got hit for nine earned runs. I know because it was hilarious. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Right. You know, I mean, it was also like there's all those whispers of his increased velocity for and then all of a sudden it comes back down the next game, you know, stuff like that. Um, um let's yeah. let's well, let's Sorry. jump ahead to an to another one. Uh we're gonna move up to number 36, who jumps up 10 spots. Another guy who I believe had a, a good amount of K's in his last spring outing. That's Logan Gilbert. So which which HBO show is he? Uh Logan Gilbert. Um would be Deadwood because we haven't seen too many seasons of it yet. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that ended too soon. Um, it did, but I, uh, but yeah, Logan Gilbert is, again. It was one of those guys. I actually I went on Triple Play uh, Fantasies podcast. I love those guys so much, and um, 
I, I said something about my general strategy for like, how do you find like the, the best breakouts each year? And there is a rule that generally can help a ton. It's how I found Alcantara and Wheeler. It's go for the guys who can go 200 innings that also have like a K per inning potential, mm. right? Logan Gilbert can go six innings constantly. I mean, obviously, he doesn't have the same skill set of Wheeler and Alcantara of having that sinker inside to generate outs. But if you have the floor of 180 plus innings, um, I mean, not floor, but I mean, like, that's just what Logan Gilbert's going to do as of right now. You know, I don't like anyone saying that he's going to go 160 saying he gets hurt. Yeah. Right? So 180 innings for Logan Gilbert, like that, that is such a great foundation with his four seamer. It's like, do I believe in the secondary is be- becoming so good that he maintains a whip that's actually like 110 or under? No, not yet, but maybe. And I looked at everyone else around this. I was like, wait, all these guys are supposed to be fewer innings. And again, it's so hard to find wins later on in your draft that you like it's hard to find a caper inning at 180 innings later on in the draft i was like i'm underrating logan gilbert right now even if i think he could be like a 119 whip guy again Mm. i i don't think i'd say like 115 but who knows whatever he needs to he needs to do better with the secondary still logan gilbert but yeah i was underrating this so i moved him up yeah yeah i don't blame you i think it's some some really good points that you make i mean it's almost like we, I, you know, well, I don't want to speak for you, but we saw the splitter. Always, always. Uh, well, it's like it's almost like we saw the splitter, and we were like, "Oh, don't know if that's it." You know, it's not a consistent pitch. You know, yeah, maybe it'll be okay. Yeah. As opposed to also then uh, being like, "Sure," but there is theoretically some upside there. Now, obviously, I'm gonna weigh. You know, I'm sticking with my guns. If it's a new pitch, I just still need to see it in season before I'm really gonna believe that it's going to be a pitch that. That the person goes too have, often. <laughs> but with that said, the other side of it is you can make an argument that, hey, maybe there is a, a direction for some more K upside there a little bit. And like you said, too, it's like Sandy Alcantara, where it's like, oh, I'm going to get 200 innings. So as a result, I'm going to compile 200 Ks, right? If I get right. 210 innings, there's right. a good He's, chance uh, I get Like 180 Ks. strikeouts is nothing to ignore. And yeah, we all care about 200, but like 180 is like, whoa, okay. Sweet. Yeah. Now so. let, let's move on to these next two gentlemen. In we'll we'll do them back to back. Um, one of the largest risers probably in the past couple of weeks. Notable garbage person Jeffrey Springs rising six, and then Reed Detmers right behind him, coming up coming up seven. God, love it. You're, you're sticking to your guns. Uh, I'm going to say it on air that while I'm still not as high uh, on Reed Detmers as you are. Um, I, I, you know, I see what you're talking about. It's difficult to deny the velocity. It's difficult to deny some of the changes that he's made. So I, you know, when people have been saying who are some fun late round guys, if they text me, I, I can, I feel better about saying Greet Detmers. So I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. Um, again, don't know about 40. Still think it might be a little bit too high for me, but I, I, I you've turned me around a little bit there. Let's hear what Jeffrey Springs and Reed Detmers, uh, what their HBO shows are, and then get a breakdown yeah, of why they were there. Their, their uh, HBO shows. Oh man. I gave you as long as I could. Um, I, I, you did. All right. Let's just go with Sex in the City because uh, everybody's talking about him. And okay. it was like it was like one of those things that uh, all, all the all the adults in the room when the, that thing came out was just like everyone was talking about it. Yep. And some people were like, I don't know what this is. Then do I care? <laughs> is that is that both or is that just Jeffrey Springs? It's both. I mean, Jeffrey Springs. I saw all these tweets about like. Springs being the hot guy in NFBC uh, yep. main event this weekend in Vegas, right? And my Reed Detmers, honestly, I have him at 40 right now. I can see people have been drafting him at like 35 or something. Mm. And I've been on the Reed Detmers train ever, even before all the reports of the increased velocity. Okay. I am the hipster of Reed Detmers. All mm. right. I was in on him when it was reading Rainbow. Okay. <laughs> Um, I mean, I am very encouraged by this. I know that there is a path to this not being good. I bet one of the Sex and the City movies were not good, right? I don't know. There's yeah, a path they, they, they were, yeah, they were some really, really bad ones, yeah. <laughs> but really he could bad. also be big. And that's, though, there you go. You see what I did there? 
Big. That's very Mr. Big. Yeah. Gosh, wow. Yeah, who, wow. Yeah. Who is this gentleman? I yeah, who? I didn't watch it. I just know things. <laughs> now, last but not least, that we need to know which character Jeffrey Spring. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not gonna make you do that. But uh, uh but can uh but can Reed Detmers be an ace for your staff? Absolutely. <laughs> and um I know that's a line too, but I made it the PG version or the G version. Mm-hmm. Um but anyway. Yeah, I mean, both of those guys are really good. You guys know this already. Um, Springs needs to still have, figure out a way to get lefties out. He's trying. Mm. His sweeper is hopefully good. But uh, it's, yeah, it's not. It's a little bit of an issue. So don't, yeah. don't ignore that with Springs. I don't need a name for this person, but Tristan McKenzie, obviously the very unfortunate news today that he's probably not going to throw for like eight weeks. Is he off the list or is yeah, he still worth grabbing? Yeah, he's going to be off the list. I still have it here, but he's... I mean, if you want to put him as an IL stash, honestly, actually, how the list works once the season hits is completely different. Yeah. Um, as many of you know from previous years, I'd probably have him around the tier 12 or tier 13 at this point because two months he's missing. Yeah, and I already already had him at this point uh, being like, Tristan McKenzie isn't looking good. Then the, the biggest concern I've had all this time with Tristan McKenzie has been the command. Yeah. And uh, it was again not having worse. a great It wasn't improving. And there you go. There was an injury behind it. So, so I'm going to speak for you then. I'm, if I was going to guess where you would put him, I'm going to yeah. guess sure. it would be 81 right ahead of Tony Gonsolin. Um, I expect Gonsolin back sooner. So behind him behind him so 82 yeah or 83 okay interesting yeah um yeah it'd be 82 because because he'd be pushed up because of mckenzie coming on back on around yeah there you go there you go um luis severino obviously also falling because of the recent injury news when is your how long when's your tryout for the yankees rotation by the way um actually i got a phone call the other day and they said hey nick what's up um we still don't want you (laughs) (laughs) just want to just, just want to, to let you know that <laughs> with the recent news to not make sure you didn't get your hopes up that it's still uh, not considering okay, yeah, it. very still not interested i mean i'm old fast i'm like if i if i pitch now everyone be like oh this old man is you know like it'd be framed like that all those old fans that talk like that would be saying that um yeah. all right there, there are a lot of guys in this next year that rose considerably and we're going to get to each and every one of them after this break Sometimes it can feel like food has an emotional control over you. Well, it's time to show your food who's boss with Noom. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Start taking control of your weight management and join the millions who have lost weight with Noom. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com to sign up for your trial today. When it comes to weight management, we tend to put our focus on what we eat. But Noom's approach puts the focus on why we eat. And that's a game changer. Noom uses science and personalization so you can manage your weight for the long term. Their psychology-based approach helps you build better habits and behaviors that are easier to maintain. And they help you understand the science behind your eating choices and why you have those cravings. Noom's personalized courses are easy to follow and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part? You decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of 4,272 Noomers, 98% say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today. I'm going to group these next four, too, just like I grouped the, the past two. Um, 
Can't say Sex and the City again, though, even though it is a group of four. Uh, I'm sorry to have done that to you. Uh, but it's yeah, Luis Garcia. <laughs> Luis Gar- there are no other shows, shows that just four people, too. Luis Garcia rises eight. Jameson Tyon rises nine. Uh, these guys are at, uh, sorry, Luis Garcia at 52 now. Jameson Tyon at 55. Nathan Evaldi rises 13 to 56. And Alex Cobb rises 13 at 57. Um, lastly, actually, we'll get Sean Manaya in here, too. Rises 14. All guys are in tier nine. Uh, what's it called? And why is it called that? Oh, I have, I have some interesting ones I could do. All right, I'll do Silicon Valley. Ooh, okay. Because it's a group of four. <laughs> it was. Actually, it's it five. Yeah. It's five. Yeah. Um, and they're trying to make it. Mm. And you can, you can see how all of these guys have the thing that they could do. Singer is just about consistency with what he's doing. Um, Jameson Tyone's breaking looks really good. Nathan Evaldi's just trying to get his velocity back and stay healthy. Alex Cobb has a new slider. Yeah, there was the knee thing, but it seems like he's on track to start in the first week of the year. Um, and then Shamanai has new increased velocity. So they're all trying to do things that are new that would have them make it in the industry. Can you dive in a little bit more? Those are good stuff, but can you dive in a little bit more on... Luis Garcia for me because I feel like there's a few guys here you have been back and forth on Cobb maybe one of them but I, I, Luis Garcia I feel like is another guy who who you know you've had a love hate relationship with but yeah, he I, I had to give him I had to give him justice and like Logan Gilbert wins on the Astros I was not giving enough credit to the fact that Garcia is going to go out there every five days have a very good win chance he had 15 wins last year. It's not just a complete luck stat, guys. I like to throw them out a lot, but he can't. And Luis Garcia has a good chance of getting them. 24% strikeout rate last year, 113 whip. Like, I do feel weird about his arsenal and approach, and I feel often it kind of is smoke and mirrors almost. But it's it's good enough, you know? <laughs> like, PLV doesn't like his cutter or uh, his slider nearly as much as I would want it to. Mm. Um, but he's made it work and I d- at some point I was just like you know what I'm not giving him enough credit for what he's done because he's in tier 9 it's that tier of I can't necessarily trust them through the year if yeah. I really believed in Luis Garcia he'd be inside of tier 8 I don't but he's just on the outside of it because he is still someone that is productive that I likely expect to not drop through the year Okay, so Hunter Brown, Kentamaida, and Grayson Rodriguez all fall. This was before the Grayson Rodriguez news. No, I moved that. that? I moved Grayson Rodriguez because I'm good to all of you fantasy players. Okay, what about um? So Brown dropped seven, obviously, because of some of the injury concerns recently. What about Kentamaida? Kentamaida dropped because I think I've been a little too high in expecting him to just come out and dominate. Um, From what I've seen from him in the spring. He's getting there. He's good, has a good schedule as well, but he's not at this position of like, oh man, I'm I'm ready to be like who I was in 2020 and who I was supposed to be in 2021 before Tommy John. So I needed to slow that down just a little bit. That's all. Okay. Let's move on to uh, this tiny uh, tier 10 is a tiny little baby tier. There's no major changes you there. Love saying that. Of tiny all. little baby tier. Tiny little baby tear. Three words um, for the same thing. <laughs> tiny little baby tear. Oh, because <laughs> tiny little and baby. Yeah, there you go. I was like, that's four words. What? Um, <laughs> tiny little baby tear. So we're going to look at tier 11 then, which has um, two big risers. Jordan. Sh- uh, Jordan. I- uh, oh, man, you said it, it again. I know it's it's Jared, but I've I've called him Jordan. Because of our friends at Cespedes Barbecue. It's yeah, like, they're keep- wonderful okay. people. Jared Chester and Garrett Whitlock uh, are the two biggest risers here with Jared Chester appearing at 68, Garrett Whitlock rising 50, 15 spots to 69. So what, what is it called? Why is it called that? These two gentlemen. This is uh, the Sopranos here because it could end with a black screen. <laughs> <laughs> For who? Who's dying? <laughs> For bo- No, just like they could be like, nope, you're out of this. Um, uh, so like okay, Schuster yeah. goes to the minors or Whitlock is like, you're too hurt or like, we don't really want this to work out for you. Um, yeah, that's I'm sorry. Yeah. Go I on, mean, go less on. so for Whitlock, but I but Schuster. I mean, I'm a huge fan of what Schuster brings to the table. Dylan Dodd is in there now because of the Kyle Wright situation. The Kyle Wright situation is one that I anticipated. And I said, look, Schuster uh, is going to stick in that rotation, even if 
uh, I, I'm expecting him to still be around when Michael Soroka is ready to go. Yeah, because I think there's someone who's going to be hurt. Kyle Wright already had the Corazon shot. That's not going to, you know, that's going to affect him. And they're slowing him down. It's not like he just got hurt. It was the same thing from before. And like, okay, he needs more time. But yeah, I feel like this is something where Jared Schuster comes out and does well. He stays. And mm. that's really exciting. Dylan Dodd is the first one out. And then I hope he sticks around. I think he's a fantastic opportunity. Just like with Gilbert and Garcia. What do you know? Great win chance on uh, on Atlanta. And I'm a big fan of a slider and change him. Did Dylan? Uh, yeah, because he, he made the big league roster. Yes, right? Dylan Dodd. Yeah, he's the number five. He's just not slotted in in, in uh, roster resource yet. I wonder if they maybe they do go four man first. But you're right; it's a great point. I mean, obviously the the big counter was the new, what you said about Soroka. But now with that other injury to Kyle Wright, it really isn't. It's kind of at that point who's not performing well. If Dodd is the number right. five, then between the two of them, it's like all right, who's struggling the most right now? And you yeah. have to think that Jared would probably do a little bit better. So what about Garrett Whitlock? Doesn't have. Uh, I don't believe is starting the year right away in the rotation. Yeah, he's gonna. Right? It's gonna be like one or two starts. Mm-hmm. But I'm a big fan of Garrett Whitlock, and what I do like is that you can put him in the IL uh, for the first week or two, um, mm-hmm. which then opens up. So you get kind of your cake and eat it too of being able to take a chance on Whitlock, but then also have the roster spot. Um, I actually I think that Whitlock has a really nice opportunity. Um, good command guy. With a sinker that it goes glove side with very well, with a slider that can miss bats and a changeup that's good too. There's a lot of opportunity there with Whitlock. I didn't want to completely overlook that, considering he's in a tier of guys that we like but could very much fall off. So Whitlock felt like this was the right place to go after him. Did you see how many home runs Tanner Hawk gave up in spring training? No, but I saw one off of Matt Olson's bat, and that was glorious. Wow! Uh, I, I oh, it's fun. You know, maybe I'm. Maybe because he gave up three today. I thought I saw Mike Petriello tweet that he gave up nine total <laughs> in, in spring training, which he was like, is that the highest ever? Baseball uh, reference says six, but I wonder if he just gave up a few more today. Um, all right. So there's one uh, person who falls in this tier, and that's Michael Kopech, who falls 19. Terrified. Is it just I'm really terrified. just because the velo is not there? And it's just 94. And if you remember last year, that was like the bad part of Kopech. We're like, oh, no, yeah. he gets his knee fixed. He's going to be like 96, 97 again. I was very much in on that. And he's at 94. Yeah. And it's it's really important, I think, to grasp like our our talk, our glistening, sparkling way that we say these names at times are envisioning the best versions of themselves. Mm-hmm. And there are moments when guys pitch and they showcase what they are currently and when it's not anything representative of that glistening self we have to take note and the, the way that we speak of michael kopech remember he was throwing like triple digits when he first came up yeah and then i remember he threw like a 93 mile per hour fastball in his debut and i was like oh he's busted <laughs> like this is bad you know there's some justification like no he's gonna you know ramp up into that that's just kind of that's the thing that he'll gain no, it's because he was hurt and he had to get Tommy John. And when we see that there is an actual issue, like you got to redefine who this guy is all of a sudden, because that's not the same picture and it changes mm. everything. So Michael Kopech at 94, not the same guy. So I have him down here. There's a chance that the velocity all of a sudden just comes back and he's ramping up and he's taking it easy on the knee. I'm not going to rule that out. I'm terrified. Keep in mind also yeah. Kopech has never been a pinnacle of command you know a poster boy of it so i'm i'm not in yeah that makes sense let's move on then to three other large risers so at number 75 jose arquiti jumps up 21 uh carlos carrasco jumps up 10 to 77 and david peterson with his new job number 78 jumps up 19 what's it called and why is it called that this is the game of thrones one because These guys were going to be really excited about early in the year. And then by the time it ends, we won't be happy about them. (laughs) So the biggest jump here, I'm a little surprised. You've never, I would not say that Nick Pollock, founder and CEO of Pitcherless, has always been the biggest Jose Arquidi supporter. But here he is at 75. Okay. All right. So what is it? I used to be like really in on him. What brings you back is that his velocity is back. Hmm. 
Um, he was at 91 earlier at the beginning of it. And I was like, oh man, something's up. And no, he's been normal. He's on the Astros. It's really nice pitching for the Astros. Every five days, it's a really good thing. He's never had a terrible whip, uh, Jose Arquiti. So, all right, fine. I have the Toby tag for him. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I, I mean, I took some chances in the previous tier. But look, you need something? Here you go. Go get Jose Arquiti. It should be fine. Um, n- Knowing what you know now, let's say you knew that David Peterson was a lock for the rotation uh, at the beginning I, of all I of had your drafts. I had proper here. 78 is that. Uh, I just meant, would you be targeting him in drafts a little bit more? Would you be like, um, that's a real fun end of, round, end of end of draft guy? I think uh, what I didn't take into consideration for this was how unbelievably cushy that schedule is. Mm. It is very nice. And I would likely actually be moving Trevor Rogers, maybe even Edward Cabrera and Kopech into tier 13 right now. And put Peterson up by like, yeah, by like Schuster. So, I mean, that's like, a, yeah, like a, right around 70, um, David Peterson would go. Um, and that's, this was initially ranking, but like, I expect David Peterson in this rotation. But now I'm like, oh man, I, I would, you know, I should have had him a little bit higher because of that really good schedule early on. That's why Kyle Scrask was there too. Um, I am weirded out that it's a different slider. Hmm. You know, it, it's, I've seen tweets about like, oh, David Peterson slider last year did all these things. I'm like, yeah, I, I get, I'm with you, but then it's not that one. <laughs> yeah, He's not throwing yeah. that slider anymore. Like, I don't know how to translate that because it's a harder one with different break. And wait, but but why, David Peterson? It was so good. Is he it was such a good slider? It- so. Does it just have different break because it's thrown harder or like the entire movement profile is different? My understanding is that it's a different movement profile, but like it's been good, but they also had a game of it where I had like one whiff. I'm like, what's going on? Um, We'll see. Uh, David Peterson, from my knowledge, is super like into the weeds of all the the pitch shapes and everything. Like he's not just one of those, oh, I do this. He's very much there. So that gives me confidence. I'm like, okay, he knows what he's doing with it. But it is. I, I just, I just do get the humor of like, we're essentially quoting stats about a thing that doesn't exist anymore. You know, we're talking about the slider numbers from last year when it that's not a thing. Yeah, it's not there. Yeah, exactly. It's like trying <laughs> it's to. It's not there. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. You know, um, like quoting someone who's throwing at 98 miles per hour, their fastball did this, and all of a sudden they're at 96 or something. It's like, well, that's a different. Yeah, it's a totally a different, different pitch. Thing. Um, and this so, is even more egregious than that. But still, you should be in on David Peterson. I'm not telling you not to. Uh, but it's yeah. So so anyway, I feel I feel weird like I'm like subtweeting people. No, it's fine. I just I'm just this is just my own little super uh, stupid little humor that I get. Um, but uh, but David Peterson, I would be very much into if I had drafts uh, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, yeah, I have, I, I probably would have around 70. So I should have done an addition on the list again. I have like small, very small little adjustments. It's amazing. I put this out on like Thursday night and there's already, you, you'd feel the same way in five it days. It haven't even it's, happened. It's, 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 it speaks to the fluidity of these things, which people, you know, it's yeah. a good thing to keep in mind. Uh, Eflin, Stroman, Anderson, and Gonsolin all fall uh, 13 for Eflin, 9 for Stroman, 9 for Anderson. So I imagine those guys just kind of moving down a tier. And Tony Gonsolin, obviously, with the injury, falls down even further. Anything additional to add? You understand me so well. <laughs> I mean, uh, Stroman has a nice first start against the Brewers. Eflin, uh, I actually have this uh, notepad ready for like the streamers the first week. Eflin's actually there, and I probably should raise him because he gets the Nationals and the Athletics likely. Where? That's, uh, at Washington and mm-hmm. in Tampa Bay for Oakland. Okay. Does it really matter against Oakland? Yeah, no, it doesn't matter against Oakland. Washington, maybe, but yeah. It's really, though. Tell me like four Evelyn's... players in that Washington Nationals lineup. In the Washington Nationals lineup, sadly, four I think I can't do it. Uh, four. Uh, obviously, Joey Manessas. Okay. Um, who was I just looking at today that surprised <laughs> me? Dominic Smith, Kybert Ruiz. Okay, you got um, three. And, oh, who's the last one? <laughs> oh, God, yeah, the last one might be tough. The last one might be real tough. <laughs> <laughs> who is who? Oh, uh, no, 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 no. All right, I'm gonna look it up now. 
God, can you name oh, another one? Man, oh man, at Washington though, I don't know. That's that stadium is is a good hitters park. <laughs> that stadium is a good hitters park. Who am I forgetting? Oh, that's oh my incredible. God, really? This is incredible. God, this is so. Oh, I forgot. C.J. Abrams was probably the one that. I okay, remember. good job, buddy. All right, you got four. Victor Robles is still there. Victor Man, Robles, this is yeah. their this is their one through five. Lane Thomas, go. Dominic Lane Smith, Thomas, Joey Manessis, yeah, right. Corey Dickerson. Wow. Oh yeah. Heimer Candelario. Yes. And Luis Garcia, which everyone yeah. knows because they be. accidentally Google yeah, right. him on fan graphs as opposed to the Luis Garcia that they want to be getting. Google yeah, it, on the Padres, right? <laughs> Dude, unbelievable. Um, all right, let's move to the next tier then. There's only one major riser uh, who jumps up more than five spots, and that's Eduardo Rodriguez, who jumps up eight to number 86. What HBO show is Eduardo Rodriguez? Oh, oh God. It's Westworld, because there was like one year where it was good. <laughs> that's funny. Otherwise, you just don't get it. You're like, yeah. I don't, sure, okay. okay. Whatever. <laughs> I mean, apparently it's been much better since I'm there's a temptation to kind of go back in, but whatever. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez, I, he was at 93 and then he wasn't, and he keeps going back and forth on it. I'm actually in the belief that he is at 93. Then when he was at 91, it was because he was ramping up to, you know, normally this past weekend, guys have been a little bit down because they don't need to do anything, especially guys are going like the first two days of the season. Um, so Rodriguez, I imagine, might be a little bit lower, but at 93, that can work. Eduardo Rodriguez actually being the player we thought he was going to be the start of last year. I just don't know if I can really go for it in tier 13. Okay. There are some fallers here, sadly. Domingo Herman falls 10. Noah Syndergaard falls 11. Tyler Molly falls 30 spots. The, the hell? I am, no. I'm, I'm just like, he's at 92, Tyler Molly. Mm. He was at 94. And even when he struggled last year, it was 93. Yeah. 92. He was at 91 at one point. I'm terrified. The shoulder is not better. It's really affecting him. I just don't know if we can say that. I just don't know. I understand the caution. I think lowering him is smart. If the shoulder isn't better, why is he even out there pitching? I don't know. I I, I don't know. Is it a free agent year? Um, it's a good question. Let's take a look. I think it might be because the Reds dealt him in the middle of last year. He's still on the yeah. Twins. He, yep, yeah, it is a free. It's a walk here for and him. So maybe keep in mind, uh, Bailey Ober is ready to go. So, mm. um, yeah, I mean, I don't know if I want Bailey Ober yet. He's not totally polished, but I, I really think there's something going on here. I mean, it we don't know. Right. I could be very much wrong, very much so. But I'm still on the list, he could be right. <laughs> but I mean, look, like it's not like I'm just saying like he's the worst thing ever. I mean, the guys are ahead of him. You have a case for all of them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I don't need to go through all of those guys, but look at it. Tier 13. I mean, Justin Steele, Justin Steele just had a fantastic game. Um, Alex Wood is throwing hard uh, and had a nice changeup. Your boy Kyle Bradish is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's Noah Syndergaard in the rotation. Something, right? Yeah, he's in the rotation. Is he? I didn't, I didn't know fast. No, but what's funny, there was a genuine thought last night where I was like, uh, last night, if he got hit really hard in his final spring appearance, I genuinely don't know if they if he would have been. Really? Because like, they had, yeah, they had six. Um, yeah, yeah, with Grayson had, Vegas, Tyler Wells, and Kyle Bradish, yeah. But I, it just yeah. felt to me like, Kyle, it was always Tyler Wells pushing his way in hmm. and to Grayson, and then got Bradish was already there, you know? Yeah. Um, last tier here, final one. Yep, I've Three. changed it a little. Yeah, I... so Brandon Fott remains. We're not going to talk about him. He only rises one. There are two guys, both unranked now: Ryan Pipia and Clark Pipio. So Ryan I took Pipia? out I took out uh, Dre Jameson because he didn't make the rotation to my shock. Mm-hmm. Instead of Ryan, I went with Ryan. Um, Pio, because he actually has a rotation spot, and I think I've been actually neglecting him a little too much. I've talked more about Michael Grove than I have Pio, and that's because Pio last year did not have a good change of command whatsoever, and yeah. didn't really have much else to offer. But actually, he's had it this spring. It's a really nice pitch when it works. So pitching for the Dodgers is a good thing to do, and that could work for Ryan Pio. It's not someone I need to go off and chase. Uh, Clark Schmidt 
Oh boy. Um, I'm going to call this one, by the way, I, I realized I didn't give it a name uh, for HBO shows. I'm going to call it The Leftovers. Because um, sometimes Clark, they just disappear. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they just disappear. Exactly. And you're like, what happened? Uh, yeah. What happened? Okay, sorry. Um, Clark Schmidt, and sometimes Gary Busey just appears. Um, <laughs> Gary Busey? Was, was he in The Leftovers? He's in like on the TV, yeah. And they, uh, it was, uh, it was uh, the Pope, I understand, but Gary Busey. Oh, um, that's right. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, <laughs> it's like so good. Uh, Clark Schmidt would not be a 100. He'd be mm-hmm. higher. And I will, first of all, I wanted to have a different 100 just for you fast. I know the rules. I know the rules. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I can't do brand fight again. Um, but Clark Schmidt. This is this is the story. It's it's interesting to me. We saw him two weeks ago from Friday had the start. That was amazing. Six strikeouts. Or actually seven strikeouts with 40% sweepers. And I was like, oh, you're going the Otani route. Mm. Right? Because all of a sudden Otani started throwing 40% sliders last year. And that was very good, right? And I tried to get more info from him. Like, hey man, like what's going on? Uh or is this like a new thing? I think this would really work. Uh, and goes on the next start. Two walks and one strikeout. No savant data. Drives me insane. And I'm like, what's going on? Like, is he uh, is he doing this thing? I don't know. And I, I put him at 100 over the weekend. I think I was like, actually just yesterday. Clark Schmidt. Fantastic start. 40% sweepers. Mm-hmm. And all the, mm, mm, that is good. That is that is good. Yeah. That's a legit thing that Schmidt is now doing. He's done it twice now to success. I don't know what happened in between. But I feel like that's a legitimate thing that he's doing now. And if that's the case, he belongs in that Boyd Boy tier of tier 11. Yeah. I mean, I'll caveat with, you know, we got to stick I got to stick to my guns. We don't know what the usage is going to be like, yeah. but he's at number 100. We're not talking about a guy at number yeah. 50. We're talking about exactly. okay, you can take a super late. Like yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, he gets the Giants first in Yankee Stadium. Uh that could work out. Hmm, that could that could be a really good that that could be like the star everyone goes like, "Yeah, got to get Clark Schmidt." Okay. So, I'm interested. Um well, Everyone listening, we're very excited to say that you're not going to have to wait long to hear our voices again because we're going to be back very soon with the Nick and Alex baseball show. Where we're yes! going to have our so have many our, wild thoughts. So many wild thoughts. We're going to do a, a, a full what we expect from the season. We're talking who's winning each division, who our rookie of the year is, who our Cy Young is. We're going to do all of our predictions. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited to talk about it because we can get a little fun with it, right? You never know. You never know what's going to happen at the end of the year, right? You just don't know what's going to happen at the end of the year. Um, so I'm very excited to talk about that tomorrow. Any final thoughts, Nick? Uh, they're not going to be as wild as tomorrow. Oh, okay. um, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm just so excited fast. I, ca- I can't wait for all of this to change by Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just you know, can't wait for Thursday. um and if you guys know every single monday now until the end of the regular season i mean say for like memorial day that would be a tuesday and labor day that will be a tuesday um those are always going to be one day over fine but the list is coming out every week now mm. get excited get amped we're back baby best. we're back baby we're back baby baby um all right that is going to do it then for episode number 387 of all the court of the official pitchlist.com podcast i'm your host alex fast and i'm nick pollock and we'll talk to you guys next week 